0: Sports cards is a wild hobby. Strap in, and welcome to the podcast, setting its sights on every corner of collecting. Cousin Oz, the people's mailman, Cousin Tony, the architect, and Shane Norton, aka the sports card nobody, have joined forces to form one of the baddest trios in the hobby. I'm Deep Voice Guy, and let me be the first to welcome you to The faction. Voice Guy, thank you so much for kicking off to the very first episode of the Faction Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so honored to be sitting here with two of the dopest dudes in the hobby. Cousin Tony, the architect, and Cousin Oz, the people's mailman. I'm Shane Norton, a.k.a. the sports card nobody. And listen, this is it. This is two shows coming together, building out the Megazord. I am so insanely pumped to be here with The Faction Podcast. We all get to sit down and do shows together, Tony and Oz. We loved how much fun, how much chemistry we had. I was on your show, you were on my show, and we decided, what the hell? We need to start doing this more regularly. This is hopefully the first of many a once-a-month program.
1: Gentlemen, The Faction Podcast, how you doing? Tony, how's life? We're here. Dude, I'm like, oh, I told you guys last night, man. I'm like, dude, I'm hyped to like get on this mic Get this thing popping. Like you said, the chemistry we've had off camera, you know, forget what, you know, this, but like, you know, we just, we hit it off. And I was like, dude, we need to figure out, do something. And, you know, here we are. I'm like, I'm just hype, ready to go. How yeah, <laughs> no about no, you, doubt. Oz? How you feeling?
2: I'm feeling great, man. You know, it, it's a good time to be in Philly. Let me just say that, no, number one. No, I'm not going to get too deep into that because we're going <laughs> to say that for later. Uh, but the funny thing is that my brother, two days ago, out of the blue, he was like, bro, what, what was that guy's name? Uh, the sports card, I think nobody. I was like, Shane. He's like, yeah, Shane. He's like, bro, that that podcast that you had with him was good, man. You guys had real good rapport. Did you ever think about doing anything else with him? And I just smiled. He's, <laughs> he's like, what? I was like, just chill. We got something cooking, baby. We yeah, got the Shane. faction. The <laughs> faction is live. We representing, and it's going to be off the hook. And Take I got to give a shout out to the NCO, baby, powering the faction.
0: Bringing this all together, man. That's right. The faction is coming together. We're going to throw our two cents at everything that this hobby has to give us. Sports cards, wrestling cards, whatever it might be. But let's kick right into it. You saw the graphic change. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Backyard Breaks is in the mix, in the drama. Listen, they're the biggest breakers in this hobby. They're the most famous. They're the loudest. They're the most brash. But everywhere they go drama, and controversy follows. Most recently, a gentleman on Twitter, The Collectors Guru, wrote out this entire long Twitter thread talking about the statistical improbabilities for Backyard Breaks to be getting the hits that they have been getting out of Monster Panini products. I will summarize with The Collectibles Guru's conclusion. Basically, Backyard Breaks hit four monster cards in a short span of time, including the LeBron James triple logo, the Golden State Warriors triple logo, and a couple of Cade Cunningham monster rookies. I forget the specifics. It doesn't matter, but they're all very big hits. The conclusion on Twitter was this. One of three things must be happening. Either Backyard opened $40 million plus of products and got a lucky one in 200 odds hit to get all four of those cards. Or two. Backyard opened less than $40 million in these products, but got absurdly lucky with something in the realm of one in 117,000 odds to get those cards for three. (laughs) And this is where it gets tricky. Someone is giving backyard loaded boxes. Gentlemen, Tony, what do you think? Is something fishy going on here? Is there some water? Do we care about this? What do you think about the backyard breaks drama? My initial reaction
1: is that I don't care. I'm not in that world, but if, if that is going on, it's like, it's tough dude, because like, you know, these guys, they are bringing in a lot of people into the hobby and you know, I'll be damned if we don't spend more time trying to tear this hobby down than building it up.
0: Well, let let me (laughs) ask you this. You say you're not in that world. What do you mean by that?
1: In the breaking world, I should say, you know, I don't, I don't participate in breaks and I just, I don't, I think it's a, losing proposition more often than not but if that is happening is it concerning yes but is like is it happening because this is the biggest account that does it you know it's going to attract more people it's like it's kind of a catch-22 i guess but it's definitely not cool if you know if you're buying into these breaks somewhere else and you know you're you're hoping that you're going to chase and then all of a sudden these guys are hitting it if anything is that is that going to put more breakers out of business Hmm. maybe you know, because everybody's kind of gravitating. All well, these guys are hitting all the product and we're just going to go over there. But again, man, it's just like I'm not in it. So it, it's I'm like eh, I guess maybe that's the uh, what you say, like, don't if it's not in your mind, like, you know, whatever. You're just not it's, it's not that it's not a problem, but I don't know. I It's it's tough to it, they're opening the most product. Yes, Mm -hmm. no. By
0: by far. I think they open up. I don't want to toss up the wild numbers that I've heard, but they are definitely the biggest breakers. They open up the
1: most product for sure. Okay. But, you know, given those odds, um, it it might be tough. But, again, I'm just going to maybe stick my head in the sand and be like, dude, whatever. Uh, I guess to sum it up is if it's happening, I don't know how you prove it, number Mm -hmm. one. Good luck with that. Like, who's going who's gonna to be the guy who, who bust that? And, you know, number two, again, it's just bringing in more people into the hobby. And, and drama sells, dude. I bet you more people bought into their breaks after this stuff broke out than, than before. So
0: That might very well it. be true. What about you, Oz? People's Man Man, what do you think about this?
1: Again,
2: being the collectors that we are, Cousin Tony and I, we're more so checking and hunting and choosing singles rather than getting into these breaks or, you know, buying wax and ripping like that and now my question is you mentioned earlier i guess when we spoke about it is panini supposedly involved in this or they're not they're getting their you know boxes from somewhere else
0: well the speculation is wild and rampant there's no hard evidence on anything whatsoever but a huge hole in this whole speculation is for all knowledge that we have backyard doesn't even receive direct product from panini they're getting their product from the distributors and from i guess a a lot of times from the second market as well you know probably buying from the different big shops that we all know of it whatever discount that they get so they don't have a direct line to panini feeding them which has in turn people have discussed that if this is happening there's something else going on that maybe there's rfid chips being put in the boxes that people know so they're able to track it to the distributor and somehow get it to Backyard I mean it would sound It sounds Like for this to, if it's happening It's pretty convoluted but Not directly from Panini to Backyard Unless somebody at Panini Is going rogue and attempting to Help Backyard some form or fashion
2: I mean listen I've seen crazier things you know, I can't put, especially in this hobby, you can't put past, you know, anything past anybody right. when it comes to greed and the amount of money that can be made, especially on these high-end products like this. Man, that, that to me, that's a stretch. That, that's a stretch. And this hobby, for whatever reason, like Tony said, it, it, it does more to try to tear it down than, than build it up. Now, is it a possibility? Yes. And if it is being done, I mean, frankly that's ridiculous. It's BS. It shouldn't happen. Everybody should have the the same. If I buy a box from that distributor, I should have the same amount of odds than somebody that's putting in more money that has access to be able to purchase more. Again, the fact that they're opening God knows how many boxes and right. and, and this is what they do for a living. Right. Obviously, the, the statistics can be a little skewed in their favor even if they're outrageous they still have way more possibility than you or i if we were to you know purchase those boxes so at the the end of the day man to me it, it just it sucks if it's if it's happening you know that that would be the main thing because like i said i would want everybody to have a fair shot um but if it's not happening what does that say about us speculating and trying to draw you know these crazy. I don't know if you ever remember that gif with the one dude from It's Always Sunny, and he has it in the backyard, all the strings pointing, <laughs> it's and it's day. like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> "Why? What are we doing? Are we now becoming, you know, the conspiracy, you know, the hobby conspiracy theory channel?" And it, it, I don't know. Sometimes it gets a little outrageous, and it's like some. You almost have to drum up the drama. Sure. Uh, but again. Where there's smoke, there's fire. The backyard breaks, guys. (laughs) There's constantly something. You can't just be like, oh, this is their first, you know, something crazy happened with those dudes. So, you know.
0: Yeah. So the way that I look at this, I'm going to start with the if, the hypothetical that this is happening. If this is happening, it's it's monumentally bad for the hobby. And that's my biggest concern. If this is happening, I mean, this is akin to what happened with the Monopoly game with McDonald's, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the first year or whatever it was, where the the thing was rigged and eventually that got uncovered and you realize everybody who was buying into this was basically being robbed, right? I go in and buy a, exactly. You go in and buy (laughs) your large fryer, whatever, whatever the heck it is. And you get a shot at boardwalk. Meanwhile, that thing's already moved off to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And without question, people flocked to McDonald's because they got hyped up in this game. So you're essentially getting scammed and getting robbed. If you, muster up, I forget the cost of some of these boxes to chase that that, um, that triple logo man LeBron, $20,000 to get a case of that, whatever it was. If you somehow drummed up the money for that as a regular Joe, let's say the three of us decided, let's take our shot at, at uh, glory here. Let's all chip it and buy one of those boxes. If we found out we never even had a shot at it, that's huge. I mean, people need to be refunded their money. People need to be made whole if this is accurate. But that being said... I think it is wild speculation, to be perfectly honest. I think this is, uh, there's a lot of noise that comes out of the backyard channel. I think that people love them and people hate them. Listen, they're wildly popular. They mm-hmm. have a crowd that flocks to their channel and flocks to their products. Um, but a lot of people who are probably a little bit older, like us, maybe not the biggest fans in the world, and it is what it is. And I think that a lot of the people in this hobby that are more on my side, I'm not the biggest backyard fan. I'm never going to buy in one of their breaks, go a little bit too far. And they're looking for, for reasons to knock them down at every chance that they can. And, oh, by the way, they're being wildly successful hitting some of these monster cards. And there's a lot of envy and there's a lot of jealous. And there's a lot of frustration seeing someone you don't like succeed. Right. Yeah. It happens all the time. I get furious when the Boston Celtics do well. To hell with Jason Tatum. Enough. I want that dude to huff the court, right? Unless he puts on a Lakers jersey, then we can talk. Yeah. yeah. You know. So I, you know, I get it. I get envious when I mm-hmm. see teams and and people that I don't like succeed, and I think that's more what this is, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, that's Great. a yeah. I, I would tend to agree. You know. Um. And and circling back to the to the monopoly thing, it's it, that's crazy, man. The, the only thing I won with that was like diabetes, high blood pressure, and <laughs> stuff like. that. Hey, man,
0: consolation prizes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Listen,
2: (laughs) I got a story about that. When I was in college, right, and it was just got up to Penn State. We're at main campus. We don't have a lot of money, but the Monopoly thing was big. So it was breakfast. It was lunch. It was dinner. And it was a late night snack after the club, you know, trying to get that damn boardwalk and park place. We spent so much damn money at McDonald's, you know, that year. It was crazy. And you never had a shot. No. You should get (laughs) refund for
0: every one of those Big Macs you bought
1: absolutely right. and for anybody who has never seen that definitely look it up man the way that stuff went mm-hmm. down and the drama and how they they scammed that was you know for for that time it was pretty impressive That's some so- sopranos but type you know in five yeah, years yeah.
0: we're gonna get that same documentary about the backyard boys we'll <laughs> yeah. <out there>. we <laughs> right, let's move on man, What's, sure, uh, man. I think so you got a topic next right
1: yeah man moving on so and this it might be a monthly topic where we kind of touch on different things but we're you know we're calling it rip it or slab it you know rip it it's not for me, you know, move it on and slab it as, as, as a player. You know what? I, I think I can back this guy long long term, and then we can um hold on and see what happens. Now, you know, I'll preface this to you guys. We're going to do the football edition here, and um, I'm going to give you each big sack of money so it's not, well, I can't afford that. No, this, you, this is no problem, right? So we're going to talk about three quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Joe Burrow. Okay. Rip it or slab it. And so we can go guy by guy and I'll Shane, I'll kick it to you first. The most recent Josh Allen, and this is the RPA national treasures at a 99. It was an SGC 8.5 with a 10 auto sold at 38 K. So you today just, what do you think? Is it a long-term hold? Is Josh the next guy? Is he going to win the super bowl or two? Sure. Where you at?
0: So listen, I am a Josh Allen Stan. Um, and, To lay this out there, I mean, first and foremost, when you're talking about this stuff, the most important thing is if you believe in the player, right? If you're going, if you're going to find something you want to invest in or you want to believe in, you have to believe in the player. Uh, And for me, I am a Josh Allen believer. I think that he brings in all types of intangibles. The guy can throw the ball all over the damn field. He can run at the drop of a dime. He's got the agility, the speed. And he seems to have the football IQ. I mean, he, he's got the intangibles. He's keeping his team in every single game. And, oh, by the way, he's got weapons all over the field. I mean, Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis are, I mean, they are monsters out there that he's chucking the ball to. I think that Josh Allen really is that dude. I think that he is a guy that is going to get over the hump. He's going to get a, a Super Bowl championship ring or he's going to be talked about, if he doesn't, in like a Dan Marino fashion. It's like a guy that just couldn't get it done. But he's going to have this constant stream of success, these constant monster games that that's going to keep him in the the fold of the sort of hobby mentality. And for me, I, I'm going to slab it. I'm going to slab what, If I could get my hands on a, on a high-end Josh Allen card, uh, I actually have a buddy who's a, a pretty high-end Josh Allen collector and I am envious every time I look at his collection and, and just seeing every time Alan's taking the field. So for me, I, I would be in the, in the slab it side of the Josh Allen coin.
2: Okay. Oz? Yeah. When it comes to Josh Allen, as much as I hate to admit it, my brother-in-law, we've had a rivalry uh, for over 20 years. He's a diehard Buffalo Bills fan. And, you know, I used to be on his ass because they suck so bad and the eagles you know we we won one but at least we won one he went to four back in the day but we're never able to get off the hump and then you know when they first got josh allen he was raw as hell josh was not you know the josh he is now um so he's worked very very hard to get his game to where it is because he really didn't have any accuracy i mean he was a big dude he could run um, he could get hot. He, he was one of those streaky players. Um, but as far as consistency passing the ball, he really wasn't there. And now it's just like everything is clicking. And then you put Stefan Diggs there, and that dude, you know, Stefan's on another level right now, which I never thought he would be at. Mm-hmm. So the two of them, are they're a deadly combination. Yeah, definitely, man. I, he wouldn't be my first guy to pick. Uh, but, like, right now, he there's no, really, no one really hot, hotter than him. So, yeah, definitely slab it.
1: All right,
0: I mean, just... it's actually a fun, when you talk about Stefan Diggs, it's a fun debate, which we can have later, but like who actually won that trade between them and the Vikings because mm-hmm. they got Diggs, but they also mm-hmm. gave up the pick that became Justin Jefferson. So that's true. That's true. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right. Yeah, it's one of those weird trades where everybody wins, but, mm-hmm. um, all right. So you guys are both dropping that 38K. I agree. I'm, I, I think that he, you know, it's, it's unanimous. <laughs> yeah. I'm dropping that thing. And, um, yeah, the dude, he he's definitely that dude right now. And every time I think, I'm like, nah, and then he'll just – a bad game for him is 302 tutties. Like, right. it's crazy, <laughs> bro. Like, his floor is – 80 yards rushing. Yeah, we yeah, need a team sure. in rushing. Yeah, so, you know, so we talked about the Super Bowl favorite quarterback. Let's talk about the guy, one guy who's been there, and now he's kind of middle of the road, Mr. Joe Burrow. His last NTRPA Raw sold at 17K. So, odds. Kicking it to you, Joey B. Joe Burr or slab it 17k. <sighs> mm. This is this
2: is tough because you know, these guys just because of the Joe Burrow market right now, the way it is. I would, you know, my initial thought is to slab it, but me personally, the fan, uh, I'm gonna have to do a rip. I'm gonna rip Joe B on uh, Joey B because if there's a we're going we're gonna to save Jalen Hurts for later. But for Joe Burrow, for this particular exercise, it's going to be a rip for me. I like the player. You know, he, he got hurt his first year, came back, made it to the Super Bowl. But I just think it might be a one and done for homie because he just doesn't have the team to do it. He's always going to be in the mix, but he just doesn't have the team around him that he's going to be like a powerhouse like, say, uh, Josh Allen right now. So it's definitely going to be a rip. For for Joey B and just you know having that ACL tear guys usually like that I mean you you could always get injured once and then never get hurt again but you know there's just always that possibility if it happened once it might ha- happen again down the road so and and with each each injury the uh, the player little bit by little it, his play does diminish.
0: Okay. Well, what doesn't help is his cause too is how often the dude gets sacked. That too. Yeah, and that's. Um... You know that's that's my biggest concern. I think that you just touched on there is, is his ability to stay on the field. I came out of I came out of last year with the opinion that the after the improbable run to get to the Super Bowl and it was improbable. They they had a huge upset to get there. It was quite shocking that they did. And he became Joe Cool, right? You know mm-hmm. the cigar, Joey cigars. He, he became this personality that was bigger than you know bigger than uh uh the game, right? He became like sort of that storyline. I did not believe, especially after the Super Bowl, that the hobby and the football world would think about Joe Burrow the same way at the end of this year that they did last year. Mm -hmm. I don't think Joe Burrow is a bad quarterback. I don't think Joe Burrow should get crapped on by any stretch of the imagination. But I don't think Joe Burrow is able to live up to the expectations and the hype that he got going to that Super Bowl and having a shot at a title coming off of that injury. I think we've already seen it pretty quickly this year. We've seen a lot of games where we're watching, and it doesn't feel like this is a guy that's going to get back to a Super Bowl anytime soon. The team's not terrible. Jamar Chase is probably in the argument for the best wide receiver in the game. Uh, you know, the, the, He's got weapons. He's going to put up some numbers, and he's going to put up some good games. I think when push comes to shove, there's no chance that he comes out of the AFC anytime soon. I don't think he's beating Patrick Mahomes again in another championship game if he gets there. I don't think the Bills are are going away. Um, they have a lot of teams that they need to climb over to really be back in that conversation. I don't think the improbable run is going to happen again. I think we've seen Joe Burrow peak, um, and I like Joe Burrow, but I'm gonna rip it. I just I can't. I don't believe in the player long term, and especially when you factor in the injuries that I think are coming
1: fair enough. Wow. We're going to go 2 for 2 here. I'm the uh, same thing, dude. I'm ripping it just cuz I think like I said, I think we saw like how do you get your height like right away? You know, usually you work your way up. Bang. I think we saw the best Joe Burrow. We we we're going to see. Yeah. Um barring you know, even with that line as bad as it was, you know, the kid did shine, but I just I don't know how he improves upon that. And I mean, bro, you're talking about the Gauntlet. Allen Mahomes you can throw, um, you know, Baltimore in there. You, you know all these teams that are consistently good. You got Miami on the come up. The other so, Golden
2: Boy. Let's not forget about the other Golden Boy.
1: Go ahead. Oh yeah, and you got the Golden Boy out west, which he almost made this list, but I'm like, we'll save him for another. That, day. that would have been a good one. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I was kind of tossing between that and some. So we, we, you know, Satan next month. You know, it's all good. But um, yeah, he's got to run through a gauntlet of. of up and coming quarterbacks or guys who are in their prime that I'm like, I just don't see it happening again. You know, that was a, a lightning in a bottle type thing. <clears throat> Nick Foles, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, make, uh, make energy. Yeah. yeah, but, uh, yeah, it just, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. You know, you can say, yeah, you got Jamar chase and T Higgins and all them cats, but it just, I, I don't see them just sustain success. He'd just be like that next tier guy where, you know, he's all right. But at 17k raw, just to get in the game, it's just something that I don't I don't foresee as a, as a good play. So I'm gonna rip Joey B. You're out. And now I'm gonna turn to probably the most controversial guy on the list, <laughs> and we're talking about Mr. Jalen Hurts. His last NTRPA at a 99 raw went for 24k. Twenty-four Damn. big ones. That's so, a come-up, baby. Yes, sir. So, Mister Norton, where you at with Mister Hurts?
0: Man, Jalen's a tough one. Yeah, when you when you lay this he, list out, yes, is he? I think this is a tough one. <laughs> I uh, I don't know how I feel about Jalen Hurts. Yeah, uh, I made it very clear. I am a believer in Josh Allen. I made it pretty clear. I'm not a big believer in Joe Burrow. Jalen Hurts to me, I'm I'm really riding the fence on what I think he can do. Fantasy-wise, man, give me that dude. He's he's putting up numbers. He's he's making moves. He's making things happen. But in the real world, they're having a lot of success too. I mean, I think as of now, right, the last undefeated team still going in yes. the NFL. That's nothing to sneeze at. Now, I've seen a lot of teams start even up as far as 8-0 and still fail to even make the playoffs. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens the rest of the season. But, man, what a run he has been on. But, man, I don't know. There's just some, there seems to be something missing when I watch him play that makes me believe that this is sustainable. And I can't really put a hard finger on it. You know, I can't go all Dan Orlovsky and pull up the touchscreen right now and, <laughs> and kind of break it all down. But um, I'm still not quite a believer. That being said, that puts me in a position where I have to, if I had to make an educated gamble. Um, I mean, the price that you just gave was how much?
1: 24k. So you, 24K, gotta get, so you, know, you got to get more than like an official card. 24 to 17. get in the game.
0: Man, I think I would for this one. This is this really is a tough one for me. I think I would play conservative and I think I would rip it. I don't think Jalen can continue to do this. I think if you were going to try to get into the slab it part of Jalen, I think it's too late because I don't know how much more. He's gonna peak. I don't see the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. No offense, gentlemen. I don't see it happening. I'm not much playoff success. Skip, (laughs) Skip. listen to me, Skip. Hey, hey. (laughs) So, I'm gonna rip it. Okay. And it is what it is. We'll see what he does,
1: Mister Mailman.
2: I check it. Jalen (laughs) Hurts. Listen, the dude to me, he had a lot of questions that he needed to answer this year. And through six games, I think he's answered all those questions. And I think with each game, he's getting better and better. He has all the intangibles. You know, we talk about these quarterbacks that have all the talent in the world, but they don't have the intangibles, say like a Carson Wentz. Carson and Jalen are complete opposites to me. Carson had all the talent in the world, but he couldn't keep a locker room to save his life. You know, you got Jalen Hurts who's dripping with swag, and it's not just like, you know, it's 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 not the over the top swag where some of these players they walk around like a Deion Sanders where it could be annoying. This swag is whoa. it's the kind of whoa. swag where people wait, right? wait, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. What? what are we talking whoa. about? Whoa. We're whoa, talking whoa. about
2: you, prime time, bro. Prime time, yeah. nah, nah. annoying. Listen, what I mean, what I mean with prime time, he got the swag, but it could be braggadocious at points where it could turn people off. Yeah. And the difference between also
0: won a couple of Super Bowls.
2: No, no. See, you guys, I'm not talking about talent. We're not talking about. Talent. I'm talking about what's going to bring a locker room together. Okay. And when you have your quarterback with that swag, that's an attractive swag. It's the kind of swag that guys come around and it's like, yo, this he's our leader. This is the guy I'm going to follow. I'm going to get in the trenches with this dude every day, and I'm going to go to war. So Jalen might not have all the talent. But god damn it, he's gonna bring that team together and everybody's gonna put down, you know, their lives for this dude every Sunday. And that's why the Eagles are where they are. And that's the jump that they've made. This is his, you know, basically his second year in the system, right? With yeah, yeah. So with Sirianni and he's his whole life, he's been constantly cha- again. One of those things where you have the, the guy and he no matter what situation you put him in. Whether it's with uh, Alabama, Oklahoma State, Eagles, he he's constantly had to have a change in offensive coordinators. This is really the first year that he's had back to back, and you can see, you know, last year, he, he he was an iffy passer. He could he could run, you know, he he, he could win the game for you when you needed to be at times, um, but he was more so a game manager. Now you could just see the evolution of the quarterback, and it and this trajectory, like right now, that twenty four k to me, I think it it it's. That's a good point to get into. If you look at Josh, Josh Allen hasn't won anything. He's at 38 K. You know what I mean? So he's $14,000 more. And if my predictions are going to come true and it's going to be the Eagles and the bills, you know, let's just say the Eagles win. What would that do? No. And I'm, that's not me being a homer. That's right now. Those are the two best teams in the league.
0: I mean, that so, is the question is, it, it can he reach that level of success?
2: Right. So right? now my, you know, if Josh Allen's win, J- wins, then that 38 K becomes a 80 K card, hundred thousand dollar card. Now, if Jalen hurts goes in there and the Eagles win that 24 K, that becomes a 50, 60, 80,000. You know what I mean? So that jump in price, it's going to be much more than a Josh Allen. So Jalen hurts. I just think if, you know, barn injury again, with all these guys with, with, yeah, yeah. A, you know, the NFL being the physical sport it is, if he were to stay healthy and with his intangibles and his work ethic and the ability for him to get better just the same way that Josh Allen did, I see the two of them on the same trajectory because Josh Allen was as similar as, as Jalen Hurts was when he first came into the league. And Josh Allen developed that, that you know, he had the rocket arm. That's the only one thing big difference. Josh has a rocket arm and Jalen doesn't. But Jalen can, you know, this year you could see that he's been throwing the long ball a lot better. He's actually the the highest completed percentage thr- long ball thrower out there, I believe. So it can be done. And then when you got have guys like AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, you know, and then you know, a decent backfield and the defense playing the way they are, um, you know, it can cover up a lot of warts. But yeah, that's that's slab all day, baby. All day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. This one is tough for me because I'm like head and heart. Is it
2: is it? Listen, you
1: guys are smoking crack today, but go ahead. Listen, listen here. Yeah. So, like, it's tough because, you know, my, my, I'm like, damn, 24k to get in the game. So, at 24k, what's baked into that 24k, right? A couple playoff appearances I mean Pro Bowls and all that stuff, right? So I'm like, okay, so at 24, that means that he's got to get to the Super Bowl at least to at least justify the 24 for me, real quick, you yeah. know. Yes, sir. Did Josh make the Super Bowl yet? He did not. All okay. right. I was just, I was just yep. checking. I was just making sure. Yep. Hold on. Let, yep. me, let me just mark that down. You know yep. what else is yep.
0: baked in there, too, is the Philadelphia market. And okay. the hype that comes with that. Oh,
2: yeah. I, I Now that you in mind, that was one other point that I wanted to do is I'm definitely going to slab it because no matter what, this dude is from – to me, he's the typical Philly player. This is the guy that I've been waiting for at a quarterback that has the whole package and it's just going to keep getting better. So that's a guy that, if anything, I don't collect a lot of football. Mm-hmm. But that guy right there, that might be my guy.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Sorry. Yeah. Like I said, I, I'm like, when I, when I wrote this down, I'm like, okay, how do I want to approach this thing? Because if I step back and I look as, forget being a Philadelphia fan, I look back and I'm like, okay, Jalen Hurts, pretty good, if not the best offensive line in the game, you know, pound for pound. If everybody's healthy, they're pretty good. Receivers one and two, even three. You know, my man Quez in the slot. Not bad. Okay. Defense is picking up. Okay, it's fine. Their schedule this year it's cupcake. They're not gonna play anybody for a while. You know, so let's not ignore that. You know, because this guy's gonna keep winning. I mean, they don't have a real game. I I don't have it in front of me, but it's gonna be a while. Yeah, they'll probably drop one that they have no business dropping. But that that's the NFL, right? Right. So, dude, at worst, if they go twelve and five. Right, and this twenty four k, that's probably it's not gonna be thirty eight because it's it's a raw card, but damn if it's not thirty. So on the I, and again, I'm just speaking hobby wise because this hobby's sure. freaking crazy, man. So yeah, it's it's insane. So I'm like, I'm torn. I'm like, well, but you know, again, it's like, do I believe? I'm like, well, I didn't. I, I I'm like, Jalen Hurts, this guy's terrible, bro. He's freaking noodle arm and this that and the other thing, <laughs> but. Again, I'm just thinking hobby wise, where there is the hobby where there are guys who don't do anything and their cards go for crazy money. So if Jalen, if the Eagles again win 12, 13 games, 24 is probably a bargain. It's, it's so, you know, just again, this is the hobby that we're in.
0: All right, let's so, make a note of it. This is the only one we disagreed on 24K yeah. now. Twenty-four K game now. seventeen, where it's at. And see who 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 is right. Absolutely, All you gotta so do that, is
2: either
1: the get that grade or, in. The, uh,
0: or the guy who knows what he's talking about
1: yeah. get that gradient already jumps up five K. That's true. So yeah, I mean, I'm slabbing the Hertz card, you know. And again, I don't know how long I'm gonna hold it, but I'm gonna slab it. Okay. So maybe yeah, right. that's hedging my bet a little bit, but um, two slabs, so, one rip. Absolutely. So yeah, there we are. So we're all slabbing. Josh Allen, ripping Joey B, and two to one on Mr. Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. and you know we'll we'll see how we'll see how it all turns out. Maybe you know we'll all I be see you, sir. <laughs> <I see laughs> Maybe you. we'll all be billionaires. We'll <laughs> see. But don't, don't
2: come to me and be like, damn, I should I should have slapped. Nah, no, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to have hear my twenty
0: four k ready to go and I bailed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but so, as we're kicking it to you now. Ooh.
2: Okay, now this is going to be a good one for me because uh, as we spoke of earlier, we were talking about it's a good time to be in Philly sports. And, you know, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but I am a fan. And it's been 11 years since I've been feeling the way I've been feeling about the Phillies. It's been a long time. Now, our co-host has been living the dream when it comes to uh, his team. Uh, which <laughs> is going to be the crux of what my, my question is. So, you know, we got to talk about the Phillies improbable run this year, barely making it in to the uh, the wild card round or whatever the hell you want to call that. Now they're one game away from the World Series. And then we got to talk about my man Shane, the sports card. Nobody <laughs> is uh, L.A. Dodgers, who, you know, every year – They're winning like 600 games, you know, not even losing. And now they're, you know, they got to the playoffs and it was just a collapse. (laughs) And it it really comes back to the old, you know, let's just get into the playoffs and anything can happen. And, And Tony, you know, like sometimes you're like, nah captain pessimistic you know you're writing our teams off before the season even starts and I was like dude just give it a chance you know you, anything happen nah bro they suck you know the pitching sucks they got no you know and they got no closers Sir Anthony I, she can't hit Bryce Harper maybe and everybody else they're a bunch of scrubs you know so we 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 as Philly fans we tend to talk our team out of it just because we don't want to get hurt again because that's just how we've been for so long yeah it's um like there yeah and that's what it is and that you know tony got that shield you know what i mean he's like one of those guys with the big ass shields it's like nope mm -mm, not anymore (laughs) um so you know like i said the old adage anything can happen is on full display on the elmo not just for the phillies you know what i mean you got the padres and other teams that have major upsets going on so is baseball exciting again or is it just that because you know tony and i are philly fans you know, that it's exciting for us, and we haven't been there in a while. And Shane, for you, you've been – you know, every year you're in the mix. So, like, is it exciting again, or am I just – you
1: know, Tony, what do you think? It's, well, it's definitely exciting for us. And for the record, they did prove me right. Of 162 games, they did suck. They couldn't hit. They couldn't pitch. They just happened to, <laughs> you know, get in. And, and okay, they proved us both right. How about that? Yeah. yeah. So – but, no, it's exciting. It's it, – for me, like, I, I don't – again – same thing. Regular season baseball is tough for me to watch. It's it's you really gotta love this sport, man. Now I can watch them live, no problem. But if I'm sitting at home, you know, between pitches, I can flip through 30, 40 channels before this next pitch is even thrown. Because it's just a slow it's just on TV, this it is just me. Maybe it's hot take. I think baseball is the worst sport to watch on TV. Just just some, you know what I think. Um, obviously, since we're in it, if we weren't in it, dude, we would we would not be watching baseball. Be <laughs> You're right; <laughs> you would not be watching baseball. Like you know, it just it is what it is. But dude, it is crazy, man. You know, it's it's a crazy atmosphere, and and dude, I was hoping for that Philly and Dodgers matchup. Yeah, didn't happen, but here we are. But for me, it's definitely exciting. Now, you know, I'm sure that our co-host has a different opinion. <laughs> And um, by the time this airs, the Phillies might be in the World Series, so let's hope that happens. Ooh, wait, and then we can we can talk about that because they'll take on what would hey. be the, the new evil empire down in <laughs> Houston. <laughs> Houston. <laughs> Shout out to my man Hell Mary SC down there. But, yeah. uh, you know Shane, where where you at, baby? You're uh, hold on,
2: before we, before <laughs> we get to you, Shane, can I and I want you to address this too, because um, I know you watch baseball. Baseball in Philadelphia the playoff atmosphere, you know, we we've seen how crazy and rabid the Philly fans are. I haven't watched many of the other games and I keep, but I keep hearing about it, how like the atmosphere in Philly is just like heads and shoulders above everyone else. I don't know if the, if that's just me again, you know, with the, or is that something you look at these games in Philly and feeling be like, God damn, that's a true home field advantage. These, these, you know, the Philly fans, they get a lot, a lot of bad rap of being, Negative fans, but we always back our teams, you know, what are your thoughts on that? And then, you know, if we could talk about your collapse. Well, demise. demise.
0: Well, first and foremost, I mean, Philly is a special place to play. The passion is, I mean, it's, it's through the roof, right? Uh, there's a great, a great video right now. Okay. You know, so this, we're recording this on Sunday morning. So the game finished last night where they went up three, one, and there's a phenomenal GIF slash video that's making its way on Twitter of Bryce Harper. I think after he hit one of his doubles, and he's screaming, "This is my effing house!" and the crowd is yeah. going nuts, right? I mean, Harper first yeah. and foremost is a phenomenal Philly guy. You know, the type of player that Philly can really gravitate to, um, and the crowd just feeds off that. I think that a lot of a lot of crowds at playoff time are a big difference. So even San Diego fans have been loud. Granted, regular season games. Dodgers fans take over that stadium. I mean, it's a joke that it's, it's actually Dodger Stadium South where Dodger <laughs> fans will take over and you'll hear them cheering louder than you did San Diego fans. But that wasn't the case when they were playing in the, in the um, NLDS. The San Diego fans were turning out. Playoff atmospheres in general in baseball are just different. You definitely have a, a different fever pitch. And especially for teams like Philly and San Diego who hadn't even played a, a playoff game you know at home and you know for you guys it was 11 years for san diego it was even much longer than that because when they were mm-hmm. in the playoffs the last time it was during the the um, lockout season or not the lockout the covid season so they didn't have an actual home playoff game mm-hmm. so that adds an element to excitement right you're finally getting some playoff baseball philly special yes i do think that in general the playoff atmosphere of baseball is 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 much better i mean even New York is an interesting one with how loudly they're booing their players. (laughs) It's crazy. You know, the Yankees offense has been atrocious and they have been booing everybody. 62 home run King, greatest home run hitter of all time. Aaron judge can't catch a break with that crowd right now. And that speaks to the passion in the same way. Mm -hmm. Because believe me, if if the, if the uh, Phillies were doing the same thing, I have a feeling Bryce Harper would probably be hearing it as well. So the success helps (laughs) bring you to some of that excitement. But, Philly's a special place. I've been there. I've seen games there. The crowds are really, really into it. It's a good place to see a game if you're not the opposing fan. Because uh, they'll <laughs> let you know if if you are, and I have been. But uh, to get to the question, though, about is baseball exciting again? No, uh, that's not the question.
2: I, question is, what the hell happened to your boys? And question. then, is baseball exciting?
0: No comment. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> what else can I say? Man, try, I don't try know. i to gloss over Skip. <laughs> Here, here's the thing, man. I, uh, I, I, I follow a lot of baseball, especially Dodgers baseball. I, I, I watch or pay attention to every single regular season game. There is not a game that goes by that if I'm not if I can't watch it, I'm reading about it. if I can't reading about it, I'm watching. I'm, I'm figuring out what happened. So I'm pretty well in, in tune with what's going on out there in Los Angeles even though I don't live out there anymore. We came out of the off season. And our big acquisition, I was very excited about, it, was Freddie Freeman. I knew that that was not going to be enough. My brother and I have conversations. We're both big Dodgers fans. We talk about it every single day. I said, listen, we need another bat. This is not enough offense. I don't care that they're going to be the highest scoring offense in the regular season. I don't care what's going to happen come October. Watch, they're going to go silent. Trey Turner's not an October performer. Mookie Betts has shown some streakiness, and last year that snuck in the negative way in the, in, uh, the playoffs, and we lost to the Braves. Uh, we've lost, Cody Bellinger's a shell of the guy that won the MVP in 2019. We lost the heart and soul of some of our October heroics in Jock Peterson. We lost Kike Hernandez. Two guys who, you know, Jock just won the World Series with the Braves last year with some big hits. Kike was one of the few guys doing a lot of damage for the Red Sox last year. So we lost a lot of that, and I did not think we had enough firepower when it would we get back there this year. There was no question we were going to be there. Sure enough, we went absolutely cold. Something like zero for twenty with runners in scoring position at one point. Uh, it was brutal, absolutely brutal. It was a, it was a choke. Of all chokes, they won 111 games. They had one of the greatest run differentials in the history of baseball, and they won one playoff game, which to <laughs> me means that 162 games was for naught. Now, this all leads to to kind of a bigger um, conversation I think is worth having about baseball and the playoffs, and is baseball exciting again? The biggest problem, or pro, depending how you look at it with baseball, is that the, the playoffs versus other sports is the biggest crapshoot. It is the one sport where where the best team often does not come out and win the championship. Houston is 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 doing what they're supposed to be doing out in, in the American League, and we'll see what where they end up. But the fact that we have San Diego versus Philly in the uh, NLCS is is shocking. It is shocking that not one of the one hundred win teams out of the NL have made it that far. And we have two wild card teams that have gotten as far as, as they have. Is that exciting? I mean, to some extent, yes. But at the same time, we're also not seeing the best teams come out. And that's a bummer. People have complained for years that the NBA is predictable. But, I mean, LeBron James is the best player on the planet. There's a reason he went to eight straight finals or whatever it was. The Golden State Warriors, one of the best dynasties that have ever existed. There's a reason they went to four straight and then eventually won another one. You know, there should be something to be said about, like, are we really just Playing 162 regular season games just to watch it, you know, darts getting thrown at the wall. I mean, it's kind of a bummer, in my opinion, how often baseball fails to have their best teams progress. And that was one of the biggest fears about adding all these extra wild card teams. Because now you're adding all this extra element of teams that don't honestly deserve to be there. And now, okay, great, we've got a 90-win team that's potentially going to win the World Series. What does that say about your 162 games? How pointless is that? entire journey if it really doesn't breed much in the playoffs so it's exciting in some regards and i'm, I'm trying not to just be a negative nancy because my team is you know <laughs> choked over every year i mean it is what it is but i don't know at some point when you're when you have kind of teams that don't even deserve deserve to be there getting the world series Ooh, that's I don't tough. Know. that's tough
2: they don't deserve to be there good Tony. i think you have yeah. something to
1: say so when you say the best team didn't get there, so then what's the point of having the playoffs? Why don't we just play the regular season? We send the Dodgers in, and then we send the Yankees in, and then everybody else goes home. Money. Well, guess Money. what? Ratings. Guess what? Okay? You guys have the biggest payroll in the game and this, that, and the other thing. I think thing. the Mets you know actually the, had the biggest payroll this year. Okay. Fine. Fine. Okay. No, that's when you guys are second. Whatever. You know what? Get better players. Okay. Because if you're, quote-unquote, the best team, in a in a one-game deal, the best team sometimes never wins, right? Well, especially it's, in baseball. It, especially it, in correct. baseball. Correct, yes. Yeah. So now they change it to a three-game series. You know, you get three straight home games in the first round. So this notion that the best team doesn't win, well, again, then what's the point of having the playoffs? So it, it, it just, it's, it is what it is. You know what I mean? There's... You got three games, bro. If you can't win two out of those three with the people you got, then you know clean house and start all over again. So I get what you're saying, but the notion of the best—and I'm not just saying that because the Phillies, like I, I could care less. It—it it is what it is. But it's like you know the best team didn't win. Well, you had to, you had to, you had three games and you didn't do anything. And essentially, the, the Dodgers had multiple home games because you know they're just as loud in San Diego as they are in LA. Which is, that's dope, man. Kudos to the, free, to the fans. That, that wasn't, I'm, again, that wasn't true here. Yeah. The San Diego crowd showed up for, for yeah. the, uh, but,
0: for the DS there.
1: But, you know, but it is, you know, that's, I'm just thinking, I was like, you know, if we're just going to do that, then let's just bypass the whole to do. Well, and,
0: I mean, the yeah. argument is there is no debate. Listen, the Dodgers were the best team in baseball. There's no question about that. No matter how you break it down, they had the, you know, they have an all time pitching staff they have an all time, mm-hmm. um you know, bullpen an all time offense. There's no question that the best team was the Dodgers, you know, and and Houston out of the American league was the best team. The Braves were also very good. Um, I think they're a little overrated. We can, you know, debate that. But nonetheless, there's no question about who the best team was. And you're right. I mean, you have the playoffs and you you have your opportunities to win and you either win or you don't. But when you have a a pattern of, of this happening in your sport for a long time, it does sort of beg the question, why do we keep expanding the playoffs? I would argue that we really shouldn't be. We shouldn't constantly be adding more teams because it's too much of a crapshoot. In the NFL, that's just not true. The best team is going to more often beat the worst team. Uh, In the NBA, it's just not true. The best team is more often going to beat the best team. I don't know in hockey how it actually shakes out uh, over there. But in baseball, it is not uncommon that upsets happen and we're not actually crowning a you know, a true champion. We're crowning a champion of a tournament that, you know, took place at the end of a, of a season. And it, I don't know, it, pros and cons to it, because listen, yeah. it's exciting. You know, if my team got in with 90 wins and was making it mm-hmm. this far, I'd be just as excited as, you know, would be more yeah. excited than winning 111 games and getting beat in the first round, you know? Right. So, you know, there, there's pros and cons, but yeah.
2: You yeah. It, you know, with the NFL, it, it's one, it's any given Sunday, you know, it's one game, you advance. Whoever's feeling hot, whoever's not choking at that point in time, they're going to advance. You know, it could be the, a wild card team or it could be, you know, a scrub team. So there's been Cinderella's like when the Eagles won it. There been sure. should have been no sure. damn reason with Nick Foles that they should have won that Super Bowl.
0: Totally. Period. But There's a reason Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl rings. Right, right? there
2: is because he's a good, t- you know, he's, he's the GOAT. But, right. again, any given Sunday. Then with the with NBA more than any other league, talent wins over just because of the seven-game series throughout, you know, the, right. the entire playoffs. Which so usually the do. talent, you know what I mean, you got a better chance. With baseball, yeah, you can have, you know, a dominant, you know, regular season and have the most amount of wins. But when it comes to October, you know, that's when the sphincters get tight. That's when you can have... <laughs> Uh, a pitcher go out and dominate and bats can go silent, you know, or, or vice versa. So it's really, it's a war of attrition. So once it gets like baseball's broken, baseball's a broken game. They have a lot of shit they need to do. Like the, you know, there's the, the baseball purists that have been there from day one and they'll argue about it and this, that, and a third, and it's America's pastime. Yes, we get all that. But, you know, after the steroid era, during the steroid era, they were the shit. You know, period that that was baseball was, you know, at its peak and everybody put a blind eye to it. Didn't matter. matter, You know, the true home run King Barry Bonds did his thing. And, you know, all the you know, we could talk about all that. But that's when baseball was at its peak. And again, you're going to have fans of it. But it's slowly since that point in time has you know been diminishing as uh, America's favorite sport in the NFL has taken over. Sure. Uh, but again, once you get into the playoffs, dude, it, it's a whole different animal. So those reg- the regular season gets thrown out the window, and I, again, it's a war of attrition. So now you got guys. It, it, it's an e- just get in and, and see what can happen. Anything can happen. So listen, if you got the best team, you got to prove it. Period. You can say you That's know true. Yankees. You know we could talk about the Dallas Cowboys. They got the best team every every beginning of the year for the last you know thirty years. I'm I'm just saying not funny. not to us. <laughs> Not to us, but to the media and to Dallas fans, you know, who are the majority of the NFL fans out there. Dallas is going to win every year. And now, again, they're like, oh, we're getting Dak back. It's over. You know, like your only loss came, you know, besides was with Dak. So it's like, dude, come on, man. But that kind of comes
0: down to like hype because of the team, right? But it doesn't really come down to necessarily who's on the team. Because in in football, though, other than, um, you know, Joe Burrow with his improbable run, I mean, the Rams were a team that was considered a contending team and they won the whole thing. Mm -hmm. You know, Joe Burrow was the shocker. You know, the fact that Buffalo had to go up against the Chiefs and lost a game that, you know, came down to a coin flip essentially. And then the fact they upset the Chiefs was shocking. Um, But more often than not in football, we are seeing. The best teams get to where they should be for the most part. There's always an opportunity for something crazy to happen, like the, the Eagles teams that you're talking about. But in baseball, it is the opposite, where it's more often. I mean, just throw a dart at your at your bracket at the playoff bracket, and you know whoever mm-hmm. hits might actually be the team to win it. Um, it. It's it's just more often with that with baseball, and and that kind of diminishes your stars so much. It diminishes your superstars a lot. And yeah, I don't, there's a bigger debate. I don't, going like to. baseball, I don't, I
2: don't, do I don't right even right know now. if they they should be playing that many games. Am I wrong in that? I think the season is an too argument long.
0: to be lowering it. There's an argument to maybe get it down to like 150 or whatever it is. You know, um,
2: and and as far as the Phillies are concerned, you know, you, you you talked about teams that don't deserve to be there, but you take away the beginning of the of the season with Joe Girardi and God knows what the hell he was doing with our team, and then you bring in Rob Thompson and since then were like one of the hottest teams out there. So if if we would have had him the whole year long, we would have had a record similar to you know what you guys had. So you really and we had the highest payroll. Yeah, you can make faces all you want, but
0: <laughs> an all time record. I don't think
1: that's accurate. well. I, I said uh, similar.
2: I didn't say we would have <laughs> it. But I'm, I'm what I'm saying is we have the talent to do that. And I think there are talent now with the proper leadership, even though a lot of people say baseball management really doesn't do anything. They can win. They can lose you a game, but they can't really win you a game when the the players are out there. I'm
0: in that same camp.
2: Yeah. So when the players are out there. So, yeah, we listen, we got the highest payroll out there. So our players are now finally playing to their potential when it matters the most. Your guys choked, period. Many years in a row. Baylor? So I got. I mean, like, we can move on. I mean,
0: Twenty <laughs> championship, not that many years in a row. <laughs> it's a lot, a lot more recent of a championship than you guys got.
1: Oh, this is great, <laughs> Mister Shane. Next topic.
0: All right, all right. So this is a good one that I, I when we first started, we we're going to talk about this. I really wanted to, to to bring this topic up. I think this one is interesting. So the crux of my question is. How do you handle collecting and separating the art from the artist, for lack of a better term? Now, in the collecting world, there's a lot of examples of this. I'll just run through a couple, and I'm going to end with which, to me, is the biggest one. But um, like Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is, without question, one of the best basketball players of all time. He also has a checkered moment that happened in Colorado. I won't go into the details. People can look it up if they want to. But a lot of people are wondering what happened with him and that woman. And um, where does that shape how you might want to collect his cards? There's so many examples of this. We can talk about even, um, you know, guys like, it's not sports related, but Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson has a legion of fans. I'm sure people collect a lot of his memorabilia. He has a lot of questions regarding, you know, surrounding things that happened in his past. Uh, a lot of questions about guys like even Carl Malone have come up with, you know, weird things that may have been going on with him, whatever. One of the big ones that I'll, I'll really talk to that has a little less questions, a little less speculation, is Chris Benoit in the wrestling world. Chris Benoit was well known as one of the greatest technical wrestlers of all time. What happened with his family is one of the most horrific tragedies that anyone can can imagine. Again, I won't go into the details here, but there's really no question about the fact that it did happen with this one. Uh, but nonetheless, there will be people that will share their Crispin walk cards on Twitter. They'll share their collections. They'll be proud to get this Crispin wall 1998 WCWNWO autograph. I am curious, Tony, does a player's personal life affect the way you may or may not root for them or collect their stuff?
1: Today, probably, but like, for instance, uh, I- I collect Mike Tyson stuff. Mm. Okay. You talk about controversial figure. Mike Tyson's that dude. For me, when I think of Mike Tyson, I I'm back as a 10, 11, 12 year old watching Mike Tyson at his peak, you know, destroy people in the ring. First time I see Mike Tyson's punch out at Oz's house on Nintendo. I'm floored. I'm like, what is this? This is amazing. I'm like instantly falling in love Um Again, he didn't let me play, but he let me watch. <laughs> That's another story for another day. But so, can I separate the art from the artist? Yes, because for just for again, with Tyson, it is because it takes me back to a different time in my life, and it's just I just remember watching the guy. Just again, it just I'm like, wow, I was just amazed. So, you know, now as an adult, where like if dudes you know, stuff comes up, like Benoit, and I think with the Benoit thing, again, it's just, like, the people who collect them, that you almost put that out of your mind, and you just collect Benoit because of who he was in the rain, the dude was that dude, high-energy guy, freaking moves, you know, out the wazoo, and all that stuff, so, I can, I mean, that's about the most controversial guy that I, you know, collect, as far as that goes, um, I'm more I'm more influenced by my sports hate as to why I don't collect certain things or that as opposed to, to this. But I, mean, I can understand why someone wouldn't collect whoever, Malone, Kobe, this, that, and the other thing. But I can definitely, you know, separate it to an extent, you know. And this just for me, it's just one of those things where I just try to maybe put that out of my mind. And I'm not going to deny that, you know, Tyson has a checkered past. Some things went down, maybe the way he treated people and this, that, and the other. But – again the stuff i'm collecting i mean it's it's all i can turn around but it's a you know mike tyson's punch out it's it's all that stuff from back in the day that right. i just remember him as that not you know some of the other stuff that that sure. went on so
2: yeah agreed uh, listen we are all flawed individuals you know the, these guys they go out there and they do things that most of us could only dream of and imagine to be able to you know hit a home run you know, 411 feet or be able to dunk and, you know, and do all these crazy things on the floor, run as fast as they do or jump as high as they can. So these guys, they have superhuman abilities when it comes to that, but that doesn't mean that they're superhuman in everything they do. There's nobody that's out there that's perfect. All, All our heroes, you know, sports heroes have at one point in time, whether we know it or not, done some shady stuff that could we could be like man i didn't know about that you know we can we can talk about mike you know when i think about mike not mike tyson we're talking you know the real mj michael jackson (laughs) now uh shane i know we spoke about this before we didn't really get into it but you know i'm a little bit older than you i grew up on mike like michael jackson to me you know they talk about the king of pop and i'm like no he's just the king period you know everybody wants to like kind of like put him in a box because of the, all the allegations and you know all the shenanigans that went on but at the end of the day he never got he went to trial for stuff he was never found guilty of anything there's a lot of speculation but what a lot of people tend to don't understand with with mike's psyche again could he have done this stuff yes i'm not saying that but since there was never any concrete proof that it did happen other than people saying hearsay. You know, there's plenty of people out there that try to say things and do things to get money, especially with people that got money. With Mike, he never advanced past a certain mentality because of the way he grew up. From day one, he was thrown into, you know, the, the world of music and he was music, period. Like if you ever heard Mike talk is like, listen, I got so much music in me. it like I, I can't even I just I got to get it out and it consumes me. Mike was just all music like this. That's what he lived, lived, breathed, dancing. His whole nine was all about, you know, just the whole way the music was. And from an early age, he was a prodigy. So his father, you know, beat his ass, made sure, you know, you got to do this. He never had a childhood. So when he finally got away from his father and broke away from all that and broke away from his brothers, He, you know, he was secluded, but he still had the mentality of a, of a, you know, a nine-year-old, a 10-year-old. So the only people that he felt comfortable around with because he was stuck in that mindset was children. So then it's like the choice of, you know, he, he only trusted kids because of their innocence. And now it gets, it's a blurred vision to where, okay, is he that way because he, you know, of how he grew up or is he a pedophile? You know, so then people start speculating and then, you know him just being the the amazing superstar he was people are just always going to talk crap. You know, we build these people up, we put them on pedestals only to tear them down. And that's just the way it is. And I could talk on, you know, from Mike forever, but you know, the things, when I think about MJ or if you think about Mike Tyson or, or whatever, you know, character you're talking about, that's had a checkered past, you know, like even Tupac Shakur or or Biggie, you know, all all these people that we admire for what they do. You know, we, we, you, you know, if you put me up on a pedestal, you know and looked into things that i've done you know i'm not perfect far from it so you could dig into my past and be like what i did that and i'm like yeah you yeah. didn't let me play punch out you're right that you was earned that, that i that i can't was, be associated you know, with, with you see, yeah, see, there's dude. a story behind that sir Ruin my psyche here let me let me break down what video ethics okay number one if i get on if i'm on there and i'm playing Mike. And I'm like, "Yo Tony, check this game out." Oh, I never seen that. Okay, first of all, you never played this, so you just can't be getting on. Let me show you this. And my thing is, you don't get to play until I either I die or I get beat. And I didn't get beat and you had to go. So
1: <laughs>
2: that that's just the way it is. Yeah. I, I was at, you know, I was at Mr. That's Sandman bad. and I was like, "All right, Tony, have a good one. I got to beat this guy and then, you know, get on to Mike." Yeah. So <laughs> You know, don't no, no hard feelings, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day yeah you 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 know when it comes to collecting we we look at these people and we're uh you know we 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 talk about collecting what you love and and you know what these people do to us and how they make us feel that's what you think about when you're collecting either memorabilia or cards of a, a you know specific sports player so you can definitely you know Separate the two and uh, most of us do And then there's some out, out there that can't say oh, I, You know what he did was reprehensible I can Never sure. you know Kobe got You know caught up in the whole rape Allegation thing I, 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 I can could, I could Never look at him the same way meanwhile He's done you know nine million Good things and then you know From one bad judgment now you're like I could never so it's like who are We to yeah. judge
0: it's it's complicated Right And you, you hit the nail around the head people Are not black and white people are, are Very complicated creatures we have all different shades of our moralities, and and that compass can go wild sometimes. And and sometimes in a moment you can justify something that you would um, you would never do otherwise, right? You just you're in the heat of the moment, whether in an argument, and you're suddenly saying something. And you realize later, why why would I say that, man? What kind of you know garbage thing was that for me to say to my loved one? But um, but it, it is a really interesting conversation to me, and and Kobe's really uh. An interesting one. So, a, a little story that I'll, I'll share. This was now, I don't know, six or seven years ago. But um, Louis C.K., very, very famous comedian at the time, he was the hottest comedian in the world. There had been um, people knew what Louis C.K. was up to before people knew, like years before, and um, you know there had been different things leaking out on the internet and whatnot, and it became for me. A little too much smoke for me to want to continue to support. I'm a huge comedy fan. When I lived out in L.A. with my wife, we would go to comedy shows all the time. I chose to stop supporting Louis C.K. because I thought that there was enough smoke that this guy was up to something. And I just didn't want to support it. I didn't want to be associated with it. So I met work one day, and Louis C.K. gets brought up. Because, so again, at the time, he was probably the hottest comic in the world. and uh, So he got brought up at work, and I had mentioned how, uh, you know, he's, I just I, I pulled up pull away from it, and and the guy I was talking to at work, you know, he hit me. He was like, well, I mean, you're saying that about Lucy K, but, you know, what about Kobe Bryant? You know, at the time, I, you know, I still am. I'm still a Kobe fan. Like, there's no question about it. And my answer is like, I'm a hypocrite, man. You know, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's not that simple. It's hard to, to live a perfectly black and white line. Some people might be able to do it. I certainly cannot. I don't know what to say about the Kobe scenario. I don't at all... Um, support anything that happened that particular night. I mean, there's at least no question that what he did was wrong. How far it went, we don't know. We we may never know at this point. But I will say that I I came away from that, you know, a little bit sort of like shaken, thinking about that to myself. I was like, man, why, you know, how how do I justify that? How do I justify walking around in a Kobe jersey, but I won't go see a Louis C.K., you know, show? And I will say that over the years, I've actually pulled away from my Kobe outward support. I actually don't wear my Kobe Bryant jersey. I'm wearing a, a LeBron James jersey right now. I don't have a Kobe Bryant card in my collection. But I probably still would get one. You know, And it's it's not, for me, a simple black and white yes or no. I think that it is a, it's complicated. I admire what Kobe did. I admire what Kobe has done for so many different people throughout the world. And I'm also a believer in redemption. I'm a believer. I mean, I think Mike Tyson's probably the better example of that because we know that Mike Tyson did wrong. He did real dirty stuff to a lot of people. Uh, and he paid for his for his time, right? He he went to prison. And for all intents and purposes, and I could be wrong about this, I don't know everything about the man, he's come out of that a different person. He's come out of that grown and more mature. He's He's done a lot more to help people, he should be allowed to redeem himself. We have systems in place to, to um, ad, administer punishment and, re, and retro, or, um, rehabilitation, and I think Mike Tyson has done that. So for me, if I had a Mike Tyson card in my collection and somebody brought that up, that's something that I would I would at least speak to. I was like, you know, I mean, is, should he still be demonized for things that he's paid for? I, I don't think that's true. I think we're allowed to redeem ourselves. And I think Kobe Bryant probably did redeem himself with the many years that he had. Um, to do so, you know, obviously before the helicopter, he really proved to be someone making a lot of differences in a lot of, in a lot of lives. So these things are complicated. I don't have a direct answer. I will say I will not have a Chris Benoit card in my collection. If I get one, mm-hmm. I, it would be by accident and I would move on from it. I will not use that card as a way to express myself, right? I think it does get black and white with other people kobe bryant is my number one that i kind of lean to where i would have a high-end kobe bryant card in my collection i don't now but that would definitely change at some point i'm sure so i guess that's my two cents on that
1: topic yeah well so i guess we're all kind of uh you know sports card hypocrites and some you know we can't you know whatever it is you know it just it is what it is man it's just how how that person artist whatever affected you and Right. You're going to just it's going to be what you remember him as. And it is what it is now. So, guys, we're hitting over an hour already. It's crazy, right? We get on the mic and stuff just flows. So some of this stuff we'll probably save for next time. But we definitely okay. want to finish up on on a, on a more positive note or not that that was anything crazy. But, um, you know, Oz came up with, with a pretty cool question that um, I think we could probably finish up on. So I'll kick it to him and we'll kind of go from there.
2: Gentlemen. If we were all paid, if money was no object, if we were rolling around and could buy whatever we want, talk about making it rain. (laughs) What card or what piece of memorabilia would you purchase as the crown jewel of your collection? It could be anything. It doesn't have to be sports related. Mine's isn't. So, you know, think about it. What would be something that you just be like, man. I got all the money in the world, but that thing right there, that's what I need. Without question,
0: the World Heavyweight Championship that Chris Benoit won at WrestleMania. (laughs) Hypocrite. This is a a fun question, though. I I dig this one quite a bit. It's always just like if you win the lottery, what's the first thing you go buy? For me, it's a Lamborghini, by the way, but nonetheless, (laughs) if I could buy any piece of memorabilia or or a collectible that I think expresses myself, it would be a comic book. Action Comics, number one. Um, I think that's like a $3 million book, depending on you know wow. condition mm-hmm. and all those different things. I mean, that book is crazy, crazy expensive. It's rare. It's scarce. And for all intents and purposes, it is the most important comic book that has ever been printed. First appearance of Superman, the most iconic superhero of all time. Even if, you know, he gets a lot of hate for being a boy scout, being overpowered, all these, whatever, we can Mm -hmm. debate all that garbage that there is, but for something being as iconic and impossible to acquire as that book is, I think it would be something. If you walked into my collectible area and I had action comics, number one, you know, framed and, you know, behind lock and key, probably some crazy Mona Lisa glass in front of it to protect it. But, um, that would be a piece that I think would be just insane to say that I own this piece of just iconography.
2: Now, Shane, how many of those are there out there?
0: You know, I don't know. I don't know what the what the print uh, really the print runs at this point, but I'm not sure what the pop counts on those on those would be. I don't have those st- those statistics.
2: Gotcha. But it is rare.
0: Yeah, rare, scarce, especially in anywhere close to decent condition. Of course, I would take it in any condition I could get it. Uh, but that, I mean, that's, that's the book.
1: Love it. Very nice. For me, it's um definitely not a piece of sports memorabilia, but it's tied to my guy. And it would be uh the Dodge Charger that was given to Clemente for being the MVP in the World Ooh. Series. Nice. That yeah, thing, that's a good one. That thing is, um that's yeah, it. it's, it's, it's sick, bro. It's like, it's dope. And it took me at first. I was like, "But you know, once he said money's," and then it's in the grand scheme of things, it's not crazy, crazy expensive. But it's just something that nobody got that man. It's a one. It's a one on one. Is and that actually I, something you can get? Do you know? Like I that, believe. Oh so, yeah, I believe that's what I was looking. It, it went for. I can look here. It, it was up for guys have bought it. It's been up for auction, and things of that nature. Wow. And um, yeah, it's uh It is available. So He's maybe you yeah. know. Probably not. Actually, yeah, I think I would. Heck yeah, bro. I'd be driving that I, I up would. And down. drive Hell, yeah. a car
0: that yeah. Clemente drove. I would
1: drive it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One of my time. I would driving do. that thing, man, with uh, you know, my hair flowing and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that would be it for me. Cause I mean, it, it's just the stories you can tell off of that, yeah. off of that vehicle. And again, it's it's a one-on-one, and just something that I think that'd be pr- pretty dope. Damn, bro. That's pretty deep. I yeah,
2: like that. That's you know, good but that—that's—that's that's why I came up with this question. You know, we we talk about these cards, and you know, we're we're in the range of you know anywhere from fifty bucks to you know fifteen hundred bucks. And but it's like, yeah. man, if you got all the money in the world, what what, 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 what are you gonna do? You know?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I I I just profess my love for Michael Jackson, and a, and a lot of people like you know he's controversial, but it is what it is. That's my guy. You know Mm -hmm. that's my king that that's he motivated me he 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 gave me my all the influences i have when it comes to you know i used to sing i used to dance um you know that mike you know the same way mike was music mike is in me and i said man if i had all the money in the world i would want to get when he did the first performance of billy jean Mm -hmm. the first time on stage by himself and it was, I think it was like the Motown 50 celebration, but that hat, the sequence jacket, the sequence socks, <laughs> the, you know, the penny loafers, um, and of course the sequence yeah, glove. That's up for auction right now. It is up for auction.
1: Yeah, golden he,
2: he has, you know, the shoes were signed, you know, and I, think, I believe the hat was signed as well. But yo, imagine just having that in a case. <laughs> Same He's question. Funny.
0: Would you wear it? Yeah, I dressed up. I don't yep. Know. That's
1: that's like when we asked uh, man, ahead, yeah, don't, don't, yeah, I say, don't. Yeah, yeah. He would Yes, yes, <laughs> he would. yes. He'd be. He'd be wearing that. I mean, Absolutely. you
0: better come on the next damn show wearing it all. You
2: <laughs>
1: Woo, we, just, bro. Move, move, I might into the frame. About it. I might transform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah,
0: those are some good ones, man. I, I like those. Those are good.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. It gives you, gives you a little bit of, little bit of everybody's personality. Like you said I mean, you yeah. you like you like the comics, and it's just something there. Yeah. Again, man, may, maybe one day, maybe one day, one but day. Once this show I takes
0: should. off, we'll all be able to uh, throw our bids in.
1: Absolutely, but uh, hey, I'll start closing it out. You know, gentlemen, it's been an honor. Like I said, this is um, show one of, of hopefully a million, and I'm looking forward to you know hanging it out, chopping out. It's again, we have a bunch of topics that we left on the table. It's just once we get to talking, man, it starts flowing. And, and like I said, it, it was, we could tell off the bat, we, we just enjoyed each other's conversation, each other's company. Sure. So, you know, definitely looking forward to to kicking this off and, you know, let's, let's see where it goes.
0: Gentlemen had a blast, good topics. We'll pick it up next month and, and keep this thing going. I had a lot of fun.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like I said, my, my brother, he already knew that the three of us, we got something cooking and as you could tell this thing is gonna be is gonna be a fire um (laughs) that can't be stopped i really believe in the two you guys and the three of us i think we're unstoppable man this is something that if we're serious about it we could take it to the next level and i'm just gonna say ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we are the faction spread the word we'll be back